Good, how are you? Good, thanks for coming on. Of course, thanks for having me. So are you in uh, preseason now? Is it officially starting? Yeah. How's yep. it going? Good, yeah, it's been busy, but it's nice to be back. Um, yeah, we were in Seattle for a week, and now we just flew down to LA to train down here for a little bit. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. It must, it must be nice to be in the sunshine. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's actually <laughs> little bit so i'm worried for people outside um but definitely warmer still do you guys do fitness testing in your like preseason or we personally don't um i know a lot of teams do but i mean we still we play a lot so i think that's great to get like soccer fitness going um but yeah i mean we definitely still run and make sure that we're fit that must be so nice, like kind of like a weight off your shoulders. I don't know if you experienced that in college, but for us three, we were terrified of fitness tests because our coach would just like harp on them all the time. Yeah. it. At my school, we did do, I think, the beep test and then sometimes the 300 meter shuttles, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was like, especially for freshmen too. I mean, it's for everyone, basically. It's a big stressor. Um, but it really doesn't need to be, but everyone just hypes it up a lot. Yeah, I know the dream is to just, like you said, like if you're playing and you're playing all the time, you're going to get so fit that way too. It's much more fun when the fitness includes a soccer ball. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So you've been playing with, um, with them for the last year now, year and a half. How has being a pro been like any big surprises from it? Anything that sticks out in your mind? Um, yeah, so this is, I'm starting my second year with the rain, um, second year in the league. So I think that this was like the perfect place to really start my pro career. Um, Laura Harvey and Sam Lady last year. And now we have Scott Parkinson and it's been like the perfect place for me to start my pro career. Um, and the team culture that we have has also helped me a lot. I think kind of like freshman year going into college, you're kind of like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm the newest, I'm younger than everyone, don't have as much experience. You don't really know what to expect. Um, But this team and coaching staff has helped me like integrate myself into the pro life, pro career so much. It's been a, like a really good transition. And I tell that to the rookies now this year is that like, you're in a great place because it's a healthy and happy environment um, to step into the league. Um, I can't speak for other teams, but I would assume it would be the same, but I just know that the rain has, it's just been a really good transition. Um, we have a great leadership and everything. So I've loved this team and this experience so far. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, we have an incredible roster and I'm a midfielder. And so obviously we have some of the best midfielders in the world that I get to compete with, compete against and learn from. So I just couldn't ask for anything more. It's, it's just, just a dream come true for sure. Love that. Well, you, you talked a lot about transition. So I'm curious, what was like the biggest thing that you needed to change going from playing college soccer to playing in the pros? 
Yeah, I think two things. One, on the field is definitely the speed of play. I think that you have so much less time on the ball than you're used to. I think you, and that was my biggest thing is kind of getting used to that in the run of play is like, I, my speed of play just needs to be a lot quicker because now this is the best of the best. The players that are in this league are the fastest, strongest, quickest, smartest. And I needed to now step up another level from college. And so I think that was the biggest transition and you can't prepare for it until you're in the situation. And then you're like, Oh, okay, this is the standard. This is the level. So I think that was probably the biggest thing on the field. And then off the field um, was definitely now that this is like your life and your career. I think in college you have your social life um, classes, you have other athletes that are kind of going through the same thing. And now it's like, I stayed in California almost my whole life. And now it's like, I'm in a new city and this is my job. So it's, you know, you don't really have school anymore. You don't really have much of a social life. So I think now it's kind of like balancing, okay, I'm going to go and do the best I can on the field. And then when I step off the field, now it's like, what am I going to fill my day with? So that was um, definitely a big adjustment that I went through last year. And you're such a goal-oriented person from everything that we've like heard about you. So off the field, do you have any like goals for yourself or any passion projects or anything that you're focused on? Or is it, are you really putting most of your attention to your on-the-field play? Yeah, I think a lot of my focus is on soccer and just kind of mastering my craft. I mean, I've worked – everyone in this league has worked so hard to get to this point. And so I'm definitely heavily focused on this season and this team and just taking advantage of this incredible opportunity that I have um, to be with the rain again. Um, I know that at school, so I stayed for my COVID year and got my master's. And I definitely want to make sure that I am prepared for life after soccer because it doesn't last forever. And so I love to read. Um, I am looking to get another master's at some point whenever I'm kind of ready to get back into the school part. Um, but yeah, I know that I definitely want to stay in sports. So however that might be, that's kind of what I'm slowly like looking into and thinking about off the field. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your master's? What what were you studying and what do you want to continue studying? Because it sounds like you want to continue on with your education, which is so awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, I got my master's in education with a focus in transformative coaching and leadership. And so I went to UCLA. So much of the program was surrounded around John Wooden and it, the Pyramid of Success. And it was incredible opportunity that I was able to be a part of because it was a pretty new program. And yeah, I think that, so that was a year long program that I did at my last year at UCLA. And I learned so much about John Wooden and the pyramid of success and other great leaders. Um, I loved the program so much and yeah, I know that I definitely want to stay in sports, whether that's sports management, um, media production. I, I haven't really, figured out which area I want to pursue, but I've grown up around sports, not just soccer, but my dad and I will watch sports all the time. So 
I haven't figured it out yet, but um, that's something that I would just love to stay around. Can you explain a little bit about the pyramid of success? We know who John Wooden is, but I'd love to hear more about that part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so there is actually really interesting because coming into UCLA, I was like, oh, I've like heard of it, um, heard of John Wooden, and that was kind of it. But we were able to obviously read a ton of books by John Wooden and about the pyramid of success. And we learned that, so there's different blocks, obviously that go up to the top and the pinnacle is competitive greatness. And that's kind of what the ultimate goal was of John Wooden, that if you do everything in the different blocks and levels leading up to it, like that's ultimately what's going to make you the best player and person that you can be. And I love that it wasn't just like athlete oriented. It was really person oriented where it's like character counts, like ever all the little things that you do off the field will ultimately help you on the field and reach your best potential on and off the field. And so, yeah, and every level kind of has its own focus. And yeah, I just thought it was incredible. And I'm able to bring it into my everyday life and then back on the field. I was going to say, how do you think you use it most now? Like, is there any, or is it just like in different ways and little ways now as an, as a pro? Yeah, I think that I love the, the idea of focusing on the things that people might not think about or necessarily notice, but like I, they're important to me where it's like helping pick up gear, um, helping clean up um, some trash in the locker room, kind of whatever it may be. It's like stuff like that, I think really adds up. And that's kind of more to the character piece. And that has nothing to do with the soccer piece and kind of everything to do with holding myself accountable and kind of knowing that that's going to bleed into other areas of my life. So things like that is, it was kind of the focus of John Wooden is obviously the character piece. And that's something that I took away and I still use in my everyday life. I'm so happy you brought that up because I feel like there's this stereotype that just the rookies have to clean up the garbage and clean the locker room and all of that stuff. And I just feel like it shows so much about who you are. Like you said, like your character as a person, as, as a player, if you're an older player and you're helping out and you're doing that stuff too, like people take notice and you lead by example. And I'm sure that's how like that that's one of the most important things I'm sure to you too, like just leading by example and like just being a leader in general without having to be the captain of the team. Like there's yeah. ways that you can lead that don't have a badge of honor that, that comes with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I've had great leaders before me that have, I've seen them do that as well. Like, yeah, in college and then here too. I mean, it doesn't matter your, how many years you've been in the league or whatnot. I mean, everyone, that's why I love the team culture so much is that it's like, it's a group effort. Everyone does it together. Like if you see something, you just do it and that's it. Like you just help the team in any way you can. And being last year that I, I was a rookie and I didn't get a lot of minutes. It's like, I still wanted to help contribute in other ways since I wasn't able to contribute with playing time. It's like, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can in training and I'm going to do all these little things that hopefully make my teammates better. So even though I can't be on the field, I'm going to make them at the hopefully as best prepared as they can be to go out on the field and just be successful. And I think the rain was able to do that. So that was pretty cool. And it feels definitely very rewarding. I love that. I feel like that's the little stuff that goes along a long way. And 
like one of my favorite quotes is how you do anything is how you do everything. And Mm -hmm. literally you can't like practice excellence just in soccer and then not (laughs) practice excellence in the other aspects of your life. Otherwise, you know, excellence is a habit. You're not, it's not going to come. It's not going to contribute towards the bigger picture. And I I really love that a lot because that just, it adds up and it's noticeable and you notice when another teammate goes out of their way to pick something up or to help. And then it makes you want to do the same exact thing. So it's a little bit contagious. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any teammates that when you first joined the rain really surprised you with their, I mean, I'm sure everyone has great character, but is there, is there anyone that's stuck in out in your head who was doing the little things off the field or even on the field who maybe you took on as a mentor, like a mentor role for yourself? Yeah, I think that there's so many, honestly. We have a great variety of players, of rookies, a couple years in the league. And then we have, obviously, Lou, Pino, Jess, who've been here from the start. And, like, it's just incredible to see kind of all different years in the league and experience taking on the same characteristics because that's what our team is. Like, that's... It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter. So it's just like a group effort. And I don't know. I mean, we have, so those three are kind of just our veterans and our leaders. And they lead by example with their work ethic, with their voice, with all the little things that they do. So I don't know. I mean, I think that, like I said, I am I feel like I'm in such a great place to learn. And I know that I'm going to take all the things that I see them doing on the daily, making sure that everyone's comfortable, making sure everyone has everything they need. Cause you know, when you're the younger one, you don't always want to speak up. You don't want to step on anyone's toes, but it's like, they've been able to tell us like, come to us with anything you need. And if you don't feel comfortable, comfortable speaking up, like we're going to be that voice for you. And that is such a comfortable feeling knowing that they're just, they're completely on the player side. For sure. I, I also just have a question too. I don't know if you know the right answer, but what would you tell a player who might not be that lucky to have a culture, a team culture like this? And they feel that, you know, maybe it's a little toxic and they are uncomfortable. Like, is there advice that you would give a player to help better the culture of the team and make steps in the right direction? Yeah. I think that if it's not like a whole team collective, then I think you're still able to do you're still able to do your own part. And I think like kindness is contagious and your small acts are contagious. So I feel like if you see someone going out of their way to help someone to pick something up, to just do something, I feel like that is contagious and people are going to want to latch on and kind of see like, Oh, this person's doing this. Maybe I can help in that. And I just, I have faith that that that's definitely contagious and little by little, I mean, it's not, nothing's going to change overnight. And um, there's definitely, I mean, it's a bummer that, that, that that's how it is, but I feel like little by little, a individual person can definitely continue to try to do the right thing and set an example in their own sense. And I feel like people are going to want to follow that. Definitely. It reminds me of like a raindrop, like the ripple effect is so big. It's like, even if you're the one doing the smallest little thing, like it matters. So everyone can do their part who's listening. Like you can always take the step in the right direction. Um, 
But okay, so what is the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome while playing, like whether it's in the pros or in college? Yeah, so I so I tore my ACL my junior year at UCLA, and that I know so many women soccer, just soccer players in general, can relate to. Um, that is that was very very difficult. Um, I tore it right before COVID, so my usual day to day rehab was out the window basically. Um, I had to do like a very critical part of my rehab at home and it was, which is just the beginning stage. And it was incredibly difficult and definitely put me behind schedule. And mentally it was just like, I, you want to get back on the field. It's difficult. You're in pain. Um, very difficult to go through. And so that was tough for sure. And then, yeah, I think just the general ups and downs of confidence that comes with this sport, it can be very humbling. And I think some days you feel on top of the world and other days you're like, what is going on? You're, you're just off. And so I think that I've had to grow as a person and player to figure out where does the consistency come into play? You know, like so you're going to be off some days and some days are going to be so much harder than others and you don't know why. But I think part of, I mean, I look at myself freshman year of college when I barely played and now I've made it to the pro level. It's like I've grown so much because I've just had to figure out how to not let little things stand in my way. And can, like I've said, kind of just the consistency of working hard, being happy for your teammates, um, competing every single day. And I think a like those two things I'm definitely still dealing with um, confidence, but I feel like you live and you learn. And I've gotten to a much healthier and happier place with just kind of my whole confidence. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's something I feel like every athlete struggles with. And if you can just tweak little things like the ripple effect that we talked about before, it helps so much with gaining that confidence. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right. Mm -hmm. And with a little rapid fire, we call it rapid fire, but you can think about it. It's a slow burn, um, but they're all, <laughs> all fun questions. Um, what's your go-to coffee order? A... Right now, it's a. I kind of go between ice and hot, but we'll just say hot uh, vanilla latte with oat milk. And then my teammate just got me on steaming cinnamon in the oat milk, and it's incredible. But I have recently become a matcha fan, so I'm easing into that world too. Love cinnamon and coffee. Such mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my cinnamon. So good. Who was the cinnamon uh, instigator? Olivia Vanderyacht. She was a rookie that came in with me last year and now she's back again. And she's one of my closest friends on the team. Um, but just being like a Seattle local, she's put me on some of the best places and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she's the one. I would imagine there's some cool coffee shops there. Yeah. It's beautiful. So what are you doing on your day off? On my day off, I'm definitely sleeping in. I like to sleep and then I'll wake up, either make or get a coffee. Um, I love, I'm really into reading. 
um, our team just passes books around or kind of influences different books. Definitely TikTok has helped that too. Um, yeah, probably going for a walk. Um, maybe just kind of staying in. It depends if it's raining or not in Seattle. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the ideal off day. Sleeping in is such a gift, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> Do you have a favorite drill at practice? Um, or favorite area of your game to work on, I guess. I don't know. I love, we usually always do passing patterns and I just love the quick up, back through everything. Like all of that is so, I feel like you don't love or enjoy or appreciate it unless you're like a soccer player and just like the sound of like the bounce pass through, like everything being clean. Um, so I'd say probably when we do it very often here, which I'm very happy about. Um, mm -hmm. So probably like tight passing patterns for sure. <laughs> like a nightmare to me but yeah i know <laughs> i didn't say it can be so great when it's going well and literally the most frustrating thing in the world <laughs> yeah that's very true what's uh what's your favorite team to watch mm. <clears throat> um i love watching our national team um love to keep up with them and kind of see their what tactically especially now prepping for the world cup um, so definitely watch every one of their games. Um, my boyfriend is a huge Tottenham fan, so he will be mad if I don't say Tottenham. But personally, I do like watching men's and women's Man City and women's Chelsea and probably Liverpool. I love the EPL. Um I did like Barcelona when they were kind of like the OG Barcelona squad. Definitely still watch Busquets. Um, but yeah, I love watching soccer. And so probably them. But I'll just throw <laughs> top for my boyfriend. Love it. And do you have a favorite player of any sport that has been an inspiration to you? Yes, definitely. My number one when asked that question is Kobe Bryant. Um, growing up in LA, I am a Lakers fan and my dad and I would just watch Laker games for as long as I can remember and I grew up watching him and he has been the one of the most influential athletes in my life um on and off the court his mentality his intensity his consistency I've just I've loved um watching his career and his life. I've really, I really look up to him a lot. I was going to say, I can only imagine even living in LA, how much more of like a closer inspiration would have been. Cause obviously he was an inspiration to everyone. A little jealous. I was never that close to go see him play though. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite pair of boots that you wear? I always wear or I've been wearing the Nike Tampos for as long as I can remember. Um, I have pretty little feet, so I need something that, I mean, the leather doesn't stretch too bad, um, but kind of, I mean, definitely in the Seattle weather, they do get a little bit loose, but I love my Nike Tampos. I've worn those for as long as I can remember. Um, we were three brands in college, so I kind of had to really find my way, but 
I always come back to the Nike Tampos. Are you a bright colored cleat person or do you like, like the black and white colorways? When I was younger, I was always the one that had the yellow cleats. Mm-hmm. I think I, that was like only a phase. Um, I can remember because I went to like a little, it was like ODP tryouts and there were like a hundred plus girls and I was a midfielder and there were like, of course, 70 of them were like midfielders. So my dad's like, okay, let's go get you little yellow cleats so you can like stand out. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't know how that is. It it worked. So I was running (laughs) little yellow cleats. It was so funny. funny. Um, I haven't worn yellow cleats in a long time. I really prefer white. Um, but we'll see. Maybe they, maybe they come back. I don't know. I have to say that is a life hack for anyone listening. Like it's an, if you can wear something that helps you stand out in front of all those people at a tryout, then people will be like, oh yeah, that girl with the pink armband, that girl with the yellow cleats, like it's might be easier to be noticed. So take notes. (laughs) Yep. My dad had my sister wear a Brazil Jersey for one of her tryouts. So (laughs) gotta do. Love it. Um, if you could pick what actor would play you in a biopic about you, movie about you? Um, that is so tough, but I probably, not because you look like, just because I like her, probably Mila Kunis. I think that's how you say her name. I love her. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with her. I like her a lot. (laughs) Who's the most famous person's? phone number saved in your phone? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) I mean, not many. I I have, I've played at UCLA with a lot of the national team girls. um, But name drop one. Those are celebs. Come on, give us one. Um, Ashley Sanchez, I she's one of my closest friends from UCLA. Trained with her in the off season, so we'll say her. She she's a good one. She, that girl's hilarious. Certified baller as well. <laughs> True. If you had a sandwich named after you, what would be on it? I'm a very picky eater, unfortunately. So just the basics. Um, you said what would be on? <laughs> yeah, what would the sandwich be made of? Yeah. So it would. Definitely just be white bread with lettuce and a little bit of mayo, turkey, and a little bit of bacon. And that's probably it. Solid. Good Classic. Good <laughs> All right. And the last one. What's your biggest soccer girl problem? Probably whenever my pre-wrap breaks because I have acrylics on. So I'll try to like put it on and there's a hole in my pre-wrap and... I've gotten shorter nails, but I mean, you can't just have a hole in your pre-wrap. So I have to do it numerous times. Um, Let's see. I think that's, I think that's probably my go-to one. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. So I like it. (laughs) Well, Marley, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to get to know you a little bit more. And we're so excited to watch you continue to crush it on the field. Hopefully we get to see you play in person sometime soon. Yes, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a great preseason. Good luck in the season. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 
We may laugh, we may learn, we might be your king's mistake. 